Man, hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. I don't know, Lord, do you want me to, you want to keep going, Lord? What do you want to do? I mean, like, hallelujah, you know? When you got born again, you became a kingdom commander. I want you to think about that for a second. You became a kingdom commander when you got born again. Hallelujah. I mean, think about that. God expects us to be used by him, to be led by the Holy Spirit. And that, it, he put it on the, the heart of the pastor to talk about being led by the Holy Spirit. You become a kingdom commander. I mean, God, in, in, he empowers you. He deputizes you to go out and to be his voice, to be led by his spirit. Hallelujah. Um, I remember in 1 John 4, 17, the scripture very well saying, as he is, so are we in this world. As he, Jesus is, so are we in this world. Man, we got the spirit of the Lord living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Uh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Well, all right. Let's go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And we're going to start at verse 16. This is the, one of the golden scriptures we've been using about being led by the Holy Spirit. Tonight we're going to talk about life and peace, okay? Life and peace. Being alive and then using that wisdom that the Lord gives you, using that life that the Lord gives you, using that shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, peace of the Lord that's on you, and becoming an inside-out person, because that's what you are when you get born again. You begin to be governed by the Holy Spirit, governed by the Holy Spirit. You become an inside-out person, not an outside-in person. When, before I got born again, I was an outside-in person, and we'll talk about that tonight. But in John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus is talking, and he says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you. That means you and me. We're included in that scripture. That means you, okay? He shall give you another comforter. That word another means the same kind, one of the same kind. The same thing is basically what he's saying. That's how he talked in those days. I'm going to give you another comforter, the same exact comforter that was with Jesus. The same exact comforter that raised him from the dead. The same one that's seated with him and in him. The person of the Holy Spirit. That's the one. That's the person that he's given you and me. That he may abide with you forever on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> Glory be to God. He's called the spirit of truth. The world can't receive him. Why? Because they're not born again. They can't see him. They can't put him in a little box and touch it and feel it. They're not born again. How can they? He even told Nicodemus, how can you even begin to think about the kingdom of heaven until you get born again? That's why they can't see him. That's why they don't know him. But you know him because he dwells within you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Right? And if you go over to John 16... And you go to verse 13, if you just turn the page over to John 16, verse 13, he says, how be it when he, the spear of the truth has come, he will guide who? You into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. Remember when Jesus said that? We're going to go to that. He says, I don't speak on my own. 
but what the Father says. He's not going to speak of himself, right? Whatsoever he hears. From who? The Father through Jesus, right? That's what he's going to speak. He's going to show you things to come. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Think about that. Showing you things to come. If the Lord were to tell you all of it in one gathering, in one going, right, you try to probably figure out how to do it yourself. So what the Holy Spirit does is, is he starts to show you things to go. To come. So what he does is, is he wants you in this position right here. He needs you. He sees. He knows what's going to happen. So he wants you right here. So what he's going to start doing is he's going to start leading you and guiding you step by step. Okay. You see this all over the Bible. You see the prophets doing this. You see it all over everywhere. Okay. So he's leading you and he's guiding you and he's telling you which steps to take until eventually you get there and then he gets what he wants done and he, he moves it and you're in that position. And as I was sitting there praising the Lord, I heard this from the Holy Spirit. The Lord is giving promotion. He is positioning you. He is moving you, okay? In this community, there are things he wants done. And I'm going to give some testimony tonight on that line, okay? I didn't realize what the Holy Spirit was doing. I was just being led, and then things began to happen, okay? So he's putting you in position. He's showing you things to come. He shall glorify me. Again, he's a person, the Holy Spirit. He shall glorify me for what he, he shall receive of mine, and he shall show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, he shall take of mine and show it unto you. My, here's a question I got for you. How can you serve God? How can you be led? I mean, how can you serve God unless you're being led? I mean, think about it, right? Jesus was the prototype. Okay, he was the prototype. He came as a man. I mean, we got a man in the Godhead. He came as a man. He stripped himself, okay? Stripped himself, found himself in the Word, right? Led by the Holy Spirit, baptized, led by the Holy Spirit, right? Took on sin for us, took it on by faith, right? Went to hell, and then the Lord spoke and that spirit came in him and up he went. That spirit is on the inside of you. That same spirit is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the person that you are. I thank you for what you've done in my life. I thank you for what you've done in the saints' life here in this church. I thank you what you're continuing to do. And you're showing us things to come. You have a plan, a dream, a vision, and a purpose for everyone here. You have a plan, a dream, and a vision, and a purpose for this community, for this nation, and you are rising up leaders in Jesus' name. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. If we go to John chapter 5, just go a few pages over. We've been talking about this, and Jesus has simply said this. Pastor Justin had made mention of this before when he was talking about it. John chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. Truly, truly, what's truly, truly mean? Truly, truly, barely, barely. I'm telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, right? I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. We have the ability to see what the Father's doing. Isn't that what Jesus said? I'll give you the same comforter. He'll show you what I hear. He'll show you those things to come. He won't speak of his own, right? But what, he'll, what he hears, what he sees, that's what he'll show you, right? Hallelujah. It's the same thing Jesus did. But what he sees the Father do, for what things whoever he does, these also does the Son likewise. I, I just want you to catch that for a second. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. You're doing the same thing Jesus did. 
Okay, nothing different. Same mold, same production, okay? Same thing, okay? You're doing the same thing, okay? Then if you just skip on over and you look at verse 30, okay, he says, I can. Well, I'll go to verse 20. Did I go to that one? For the Father loves the Son, and he shows him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these. <laughs> that you may marvel. And then what Jesus say in John 14, verse 12, he said, same thing. You're going to, because I go, it's expedient that I go, because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Greater works than these will you do, because I go to the Father, right? I'm going to be seated. You're going to be seated with me. I got to do this. I got to send that same comforter. And then in verse 30, it says, I can of my own self do nothing. Pastor Rick is asking us to listen about that from Jesse the Planist. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. Why? Because I don't seek of my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. What we're doing as kingdom people is we're learning how to be inside-out people, okay? Situations arise, right? We're learning how to be inside-out. We're learning how to walk the opposite direction. The world's going this way, and I still love Dr. Savelle when he talked about paddling a canoe upstream, and the world's going one way, but we're paddling upstream, and they're kind of looking at us. But if you keep going in that direction and being an inside-out person, right, what the Holy Spirit's going to do is he's going to begin to show you how to overcome things, how to overdo things. And um, it seems like you're going in the opposite direction, but the world will appreciate it when they see the results. Hallelujah. It is expedient. Oh, let's go to that. John 16, verse 7. Let's just go to it. John 16, verse 7. I want you to get your eyes on this. Get your eyes on this. John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, that comforter will not come unto you. But if I do depart, I will send him unto you. Hallelujah. 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 Um, I want you to see another scripture. We're going to go to the book of Acts. We're going to go to the first chapter, and we're going to go to verse 2. I want you to put your eyes on this. The person of the Holy Spirit, okay? Where's God? He's in heaven, right? Where's Jesus? He's in heaven, right? So where's the Holy Spirit? He's here on the earth, right? So how's he going to give orders to us? How's God going to give orders? The Holy Spirit, right? So look at here. Look at verse 2, chapter 1, verse 2. Until the day, he's talking about Jesus, was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, right, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. How's he going to lead us? The Holy Spirit, right? (laughs) You you got something on the inside of you that the prophets wanted that the kings wanted, that only a handful of people in the Old Testament even got to experience, and it's on the inside of you. He's living with you. He's dwelling with you. Oh, my goodness. Man, think of that. Oh, glory. Oh, you and I were designed by God to be governed by life and peace and to overcome circumstances and to be kingdom blessers. Now, I know that ain't proper English to use the word blessers, but that's the way I see it with the Holy Spirit. You were meant to be governed by the Holy Spirit. 
You were meant to live by the laws of the Holy Spirit. You were meant to be kingdom overcomers. You were meant to overcome circumstances. You were meant to change circumstances. The reason why people get promoted and put in high places is because not because they're the greatest things in the world. It's because they can change problems when they happen. They know how to fix problems. That's what commanders are paid for. That's what they're there for, to keep and maintain what comes down from authority, right? And to fix problems when they happen, to foresee them before they happen, to fix them when they happen. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is positioning you. And I don't care how old you are. I don't care what chapter in life you've done. And if you're stepping into a new chapter, the Lord is positioning you. He's positioning you. And he's going to use you. And if you'll listen and you let him lead you, he's going to put you in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. And you're going to seize that opportunity. I believe it. I know it in Jesus' name. What's the first thing Adam heard in his ears? Kingdom authority, right? God told Adam to replenish, to take dominion and authority, and subdue, right? To change circumstances, to renew, to replenish. That's what he told Adam. So let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Because this is where it all began, right? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. If we go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, I'll start with this verse first. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed, okay? Breathed the breath of life right into his nostrils, the breath of life. And man became, as they says in the Hebrews, a living, breathing, speaking spirit just like God. Now, I want you to get this picture. God didn't blow into his nose and pump him up like a doll or something or pump him up like a balloon. He spoke, man, be. And that spirit of life came in through his nostrils. When you got born again and you accepted Jesus Christ, that spirit of life went right in you. Just like it did Adam. No different. Okay? Now, we're waiting for the adoption of our bodies. But I got to tell you something. That's what happened. And so now, the Lord spoke. And if you go over to chapter 1, verse 28, what's he say to man? Now that he's breathed the breath of life into him, now he's crowning him with his glory, right? What's he say? Bless them. God said, be fruitful multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion. That's kingdom authority. That's what the Holy Spirit's about. That's what being led by the Holy Spirit's about. Life and peace. Authority, right? Dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Hallelujah. Think about that. Let that sink in. Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus. That what was lost by Adam, you got back. Oh my goodness, we are getting the first fruits of this. We get a foretaste. We get to live in this. No difference, Father, in the name of Jesus. We get to live in this love. We get to live in this life, this peace. You made us alive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Lord. Mm. So being led by the Holy Spirit is a manifestation of God. Think about that. That's a manifestation of God. That's powerful. 
the goodness of God, the glory of God, the presence of God. It's a manifestation of the Lord. It's the manifestation of God. Oh, man. Mm. God's not going to use circumstance to teach you. Now, Pastor Justin brought that up the last time he spoke. And we're going to go over it again. Because when I was praying with Pastor Justin on the first night he started this series, we're in there praying, and the voice of the Lord spoke to me. And this is what he said to me. Why do you call me Lord, but you don't do the things that I say? Now, that went right into me, because when I read that, he, he had gone over, you know, loving your neighbor and all those things, right? But I, I never really associated that with even what the Holy Spirit is saying to you at that time and that moment. And I mean, you, the hairs in the back of my head stood up. I was like, Pastor Justin, I just heard from the Lord. I mean, hallelujah. I mean, my hair stood up when I heard that. So let's go to Luke 6. Let's go to Luke chapter 6. I want you to see that God made Adam alive. What was on God's mind? For you to have life and peace, for you to be alive, for you to be dominion, authoritative, kingdom overcomers. That is what he wanted you to be. That's what he wants you to be. That's what he made Adam, okay? But let's go to Luke chapter 6. Man, I love when the Lord talks to you too. So you're in that praise environment. You're in that prayer environment. I wasn't expecting to hear that from the Holy Spirit. He just spoke it. You're like, whoa, yes, sir, Lord. Okay. So if we go to Luke chapter 6 and we look at verse 46, he says, why do you call me Lord? Why, why are you calling me Lord, Lord? But you're not doing the things I say. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings. Now, where do you get the sayings of the Lord? Where's God's will? In the Bible, right? But who else brings to your remembrance? Who brings to your remembrance the Word of God? Oh, the Holy Spirit, right? Who's going to show you things to come? Who's going to lead you and guide you? The Holy Spirit. So why are you calling Jesus your Savior? Why are you letting the Holy Spirit be your, your leader, but you're not doing the things that he says? Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and he does them, I'll show you who this individual is like. Now, we're talking about circumstances here, right? There's a bad guy out there called the devil. There's darkness. And there's people out there that don't know they're being used by him, and some of them do. But, but he's out there, right? Okay? Whosoever comes to me, I'm going to show you who he's like. He's like a man which built his house. In verse 48, he dug it deep. He laid that foundation on a rock. Yep, here comes the floods. Here comes the stream. Here comes the bad news report from the doctor. Here comes whatever kind of financial situation you're thinking upon, right? And it starts beating upon that house. And he uses the word vehemently. So, I mean, this is a fight, okay? But he what? He couldn't shake it because it was founded on the word. He was being led by the Holy Spirit. He was an inside-out person. He or she were an inside-out person, right? When the situation happened, oh, boy, they, they went right down on the inside. When you leave here tonight, you're going to be recognizing you're an inside-out person. From now on, when things start coming to you, you're going to go back. You're going to get in your prayer closet. You're going to get in your corner. You're going to go down into the bathroom. If you're at work, wherever you got to be, you're going to, you're going to get inside of yourself. You're going to start learning how to talk underneath your, your mouth, like right here. And you're just going to start being an inside-out person, right? Now, now look at verse 49. He that hears but doesn't do it. Same person, right? Same person. Think of a Christian, same guy, same gal, born again, right? Got the same Holy Spirit, got the same Bible, right? But this one's not being an inside-out person. 
right? Same flood, same circumstances, same force that it came vehemently, right? Same thing, right? Only they didn't do as the Holy Spirit began to lead them. They didn't do as the Word of God began to say. They weren't listening to the Holy Spirit in the situation. Because God's going to say something to you when you're in that situation, okay? And I get excited when we're in praise and worship, and I still use this testimony, okay? We had a clogged drain, and I mean, that baby was clogged. And I got a snake, and I'm trying to get that thing unclogged. I can't get it unclogged, right? And I mean, okay, Lord. So I just start praising. We're in praise and worship. Pastor Cassie leading praise. I'm just sitting there. We're in worship. And I just start just cast my care over on the Lord, right? And the word of the Lord spoke to me. I wasn't even thinking about it. And he told me to contact a certain individual. I hadn't talked to this person in over a year and a half. And they came out and did it for free, right? I I, I was actually going to go to Home Depot rent one of their things. But the Holy Spirit said, no, don't do that. And I was like, man, okay. You know, so a couple days go by, but then he told me what to do during praise, okay? Inside out. When you're in that environment and you can hear. That's just one of the little things. Okay? I'll get to more testimonies here right now. All right, Holy Spirit. You want me to? All right, I'll finish this up and then I'll go to that. Let's go to Isaiah 54. I'm going to jump around here. I want you to see something. Isaiah 54, we're inside out people, and you're going to be led by life and peace, okay? Isaiah 54, verse 11, all right? O thou afflicted, tossed with a tempest, right, not comforted? Behold, I'm going to lay thy stones with fair colors. I'm going to lay your foundations with sapphire. I'm going to make your windows of agates. I tell you what, I got myself a house that's going to have ruby windows that you're going to see right through, right? Ooh, sapphire windows you can see through, man. Oh, (laughs) Glory be to God. And all thy borders of pleasant stones. All your children shall be taught of the Lord. That's the Lord on the inside of you, right? What he told Jeremiah, I'm going to write the laws in your heart when the Holy Spirit comes, right? Okay. And what's your children going to have? Peace will be the greatness of your children. And then he's going to establish us in righteousness. Okay. We're going to be far from fear and oppression. You don't have to fear anymore. You're going to be far from terror. It's not going to come near you. All right. Now, what happened in that storm when Jesus was talking about it in Luke chapter 6? It starts to beat, right? Okay. Behold, they shall surely gather. Okay. It's, the devil's dumb, okay? But he's going to try it anyways. All right. He's going to try something stupid, right? He's going to look for a hole. He's going to try to look for an opening, okay? But it's not going to be by me, says the Lord. Now, I want you to see that right now. Who is it by? The Lord? No, not by me. I want you to hear that right now. Not by me. And Pastor talked about that a couple weeks ago. These storms you see out there, the earth is moaning and groaning. Yeah, it's sin that's causing the storm, but it ain't coming from God. Amen. you got to understand that. Sicknesses that try to attack people, it ain't God doing it. He just said it right there. It ain't coming by me. They'll gather, these things will happen, but it ain't coming by me. Yeah, okay, I created the devil. You went bad guy on me when you, when you read the next verse, verse 16, okay? He's the bad guy, right? When he created him, was he bad? No, he went bad, okay? He's the one generating all this stuff up. But look verse 17. No weapon that he desires, no weapon that he tries to form. When you read it in Hebrew, it says anything he can conjure up and think, whether it be a word that comes against you, whether it be a lawsuit, whether it be a weapon, okay? And he tries to come attack you with that, a sickness of anything. Yeah, he's going to try to forge it. But what did he say he's going to do? He's going to give you life and peace, right? What did he say? He's going to don't, don't worry. So... Because every tongue that rises against you, every weapon he makes won't prosper. You rise up in judgment and you'll condemn it. This is a heritage of the servants of the Lord. Mm. 
Hmm, says the Lord. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for not being the author of confusion, the author of death. Thank you, Father, that you've deputized us, that you've given us life and peace, okay? Amen. This is important. I don't have time to go over some of these scriptures, but I just want to tell you that Proverbs 13, 15, I'll go ahead and read it because I'm just going to go through these real fast just to uh, help solidify this. Proverbs 13, 15. Good understanding gives favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. Transgression will begin to bring problems. Okay? Just want you to hear that. Okay? What's causing problems? Some form of transgression. Okay? Favor, good understanding brings favor. Right? Okay? Psalms 107, 17. I always love to, to tell this to the... To the young adults I get to minister to from time to time, I always like to go over these scriptures when they try to tell me God's putting them through these things. And someone comes in and tries to tell them God's putting them through these things. Psalms 107, verse 17. Fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, get afflicted. Transgressions, iniquities cause affliction, right? Jeremiah 2, 19. Okay? What about people that just stop following the Lord? They don't plant themselves so they, they start going somewhere else, start going back to the ways of the world, right? Don't want to stay inside out people. Don't want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Don't want to call, they call Jesus Lord, but they don't want to do what he says, right? So they start going downstream again with the rest of the world. So they call it in the traditional Christian world, they call it backslider, right? So, you know, the Lord's going to try to teach me something to bring me back to him, right? Well, look at what the Lord says about that in chapter 2, verse 219. Your own wickedness is what's correcting you. You're getting hit in the head by the two-by-four. I think you're waking up when that starts happening, right? Your backsliding is what's reproving you, okay? Know this, therefore, and see that this is an evil thing. It's bitter to the Lord because you've forsaken the Lord thy God, and my fear is not in you, says the Lord of hosts. One of the things we learned about being led by the Holy Spirit is being humble, right? Yes. You've got to be humble, and it's, and it's got to work by love, right? Okay? So if you begin to despise the Holy Spirit, basically what you're saying is, is I'm going to take someone else's word or I'm going to take the situation's word over God's word. And what happens is, is you begin to despise it, okay? And so you begin to start thinking little of it, and you'll start honoring more of the situation. So we don't want that to happen, right? So don't let your heart get hardened. But one of the things I want to do, and what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do, was talk about life and peace. But I had to go over those things. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Now I might do a little bit of shouting here as we get into this, because it gets exciting. But when I go over Ephesians chapter 2 and Romans 8, I, I get really excited, because... <laughs> oh, glory. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And... You, this includes you and me. You has he quickened. He's made us alive, right? I was once dead in trespasses. I was once dead in sin. I was once a sinner, right? Okay. Now, hold your spot there because we're going to come back. Okay. So I'm going to take my little, where'd it go? Take my marker and mark it. We're going to go to Romans chapter 8. Now, remember that. He's quickened us, right? Now, go to Romans chapter 8. And what I want to do is I want to talk to you about the law of being led by the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, okay? All right. 
I got to get to Romans. Get over there. Actually, let's go up to chapter 7. I want to go to chapter 7, verse 22. Chapter 7, verse 22. For I delight in the law of God. Now, I want you to hear this. Law. The law of God, right? After who? The inward man. Now, Adam fell. Now, I want you to think about Adam and the fallen nature, fallen from God, now living like an animal, living in his flesh, okay? And I want you to think of the born-again man, raised with Jesus, seated with Jesus. That's where we're seated, right? With the same spirit, partakers of the same anointing, okay? Verse 23, so he's talking about the flesh, the outward man, okay? We got the inward. He's talking about the inward man, but it's showing that there's also an outward man here, okay? But I see another law in my what? My members, the body, okay? Warring against the law of my mind. So right there, God is talking about spirit, soul, and body. Right there. Paul's talking about that in the scriptures, okay? You are a spirit. You live in a body, right? And you have a mind, okay? Now, before you got born again, you had a body and were controlled by its passions, right? And you had a mind, and the mind was weak and just went with it with everything you did. And your spirit, man, was trying to talk, but it sounded like this because something else was in front of your face. Let me, you, you, Tony, go ahead and stand up a second, okay? We'll have Tony stand up a second. Now, if I'm standing there talking to him, he's focused on me, right? But if I let somebody else walk in and get in the way, now he's focused on that, I'm back here trying to talk to him, right? It's a little more difficult to hear me, right? Okay, so we're talking about, the, you know, the flesh versus the spirit, okay? And bringing into captivity the law of sin, which is in my members. Now, if you jump down here to Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, the risen one, the resurrected Messiah, and his anointed who's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's the head, we're the body, that resurrected Jesus, that we're seated with him, okay? There is now no more condemnation, no more curse. When those circumstances come, you don't have to give in to this. Now, you'll see where we're going with this, okay? We don't walk anymore after the flesh, after our carnal instincts, right? Now, the pastor talked about that the last time. You got touching, right? Seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing. You got the five physical senses, right? They send impulses to the brain, okay? Thank you, brain, for that information. Thank you, senses, for giving me that information. But you're not Lord over me. I'm an inside-out man. You're just designed to give me information. That's all you're designed to do. You're just designed for me to interact with creation, okay? But you were never meant to control me, okay? Now look at verse 2. For the law... Of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the resurrected Jesus and his anointed, the seated one that we're seated with, has set me and made me free from the law of sin and death. Two laws going on here, okay? Two laws. Now, I always like to use an airplane as an example with this. You're born again. Think of an airplane. I want you to think of gravity as sin. Gravity's out there pulling on that airplane, trying to bring it down, right? But as long as that airplane operates in a new law called the law of lift, gravity can do all it wants. That plane ain't coming down, okay? But as soon as that plane stops operating for whatever reason in the spirit, or I mean in the law of lift, what happens? It begins to go down, right? And that's the same thing with sin. You're living in this body, right? But as long as you're maintaining yourself in the law of spirit of life and being alive and being led by peace, 
with Christ Jesus, right? Sink a pole on me all day. It ain't going to bring me down, right? Because I'm operating in a different law. One law supersedes another law. And man, and when the Holy Spirit showed it to me that way, oh my goodness, did I, my eyes open up on this. We are governed by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Once you begin to understand how to operate in that law, I don't care what the body says now. I don't care what the situation says now. I'm in command, right? Remember we started this saying we're a command authority, we're a kingdom, we have command authority. I'm in command now. I get to choose now. I get to say what I want in the circumstance, right? Hallelujah. It's, that's what Paul's saying right here. For what the law could not do, it was weak. People are trying to obtain it and toil, right, through the flesh. But God did send in his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, right? For sin, he condemns sin in the flesh, so that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us. We don't walk after the flesh anymore, but after the Spirit, okay? So, thank you, Holy Spirit. So let's just say this. Holy Spirit, thank you for teaching me how to be an inside-out person. Thank you for teaching me how to recognize when the flesh is trying to lead me. <laughs> I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Amen, Jesus. Amen. I mean, that's what I do, right? I got to do that. I got to say that to myself, right? Look, those that are after the flesh, what are they going to think about? So your mind has a lot to do with it. They're going to start thinking about the things of the flesh, but those after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, okay? To be carnally minded is death. Simple enough, right? But to be spiritually minded is life in peace. Now remember in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, we talked about he's quickened us. He's made us alive. So we are alive. There's that life. Okay, now we have peace. And we read it over there in Isaiah, uh, yeah, Isaiah, where he said, I'm going to make you far from terror, right? You don't have to fear anymore. When these things happen, when these weapons start coming against you, don't be afraid. It's not for me. I'm not trying to teach you something. It's not for me. There's an enemy out there, okay? Don't be afraid. I've given you the authority to be an inside-out person. Learn how to walk by the spirit of life. Learn how to walk by peace, right? Okay? Okay. Um, so then they that are in the flesh, they can't please God. Now you know why you can't please God. Because God's a spirit. He's full of life. He don't want to live in darkness. He don't want to be, definitely don't want to be trapped by darkness. He can't, right? So why would you think he would want us to remain in some kind of trapped, dark situation, right? He wants us to, once you start turning to Jesus, once you start learning how to operate in the law, you become a kingdom-minded person. You don't go by feelings anymore. I can't trust my feelings. That's one of the things I, when I started learning how to be an inside-out person, I could not trust my feelings. I couldn't. I had to, I had to look at the word and I had to just stay focused on the word because my feelings wanted me to do something else. Impatientness wanted me to do something else, but I can't. I have to just take myself by the ear and understand the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Okay. You are not in the flesh, but you're in the spirit. Okay. That is if you're born again and he dwells in you because if no man has a spirit in him, right? Christ is none of this. But if that resurrected, risen Messiah, the new resurrected Jesus be in you, the body is now dead because of sin, but the spirit is life and alive because of righteousness. Now look at this, verse 11. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and you're born again, right? right. So he dwells in you, right? Yeah. 
he that raised up the anointed one, right, from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, I'm no longer in debt to the flesh. I don't have to listen to it. I mean, I can hear it. Thank you for sending me the information. And then I'll take it and I'll say, what about this, Lord? You know, but I'm an inside out person. But I don't owe the darkness anything. I don't owe the curse anything. I don't owe my five physical senses anything now. All I own now is how to walk by the spirit. now. Okay, so I'm no longer a debtor to that. Not to the flesh anymore to live after the flesh. Because if you live after the flesh, you're going to die. I mean, it's plain and simple, right? But if through the Spirit you do mortify the deeds of the flesh, you'll live. Go on a fast, right? That's what I do. If, I, if my body's starting to get to the point where it tries to take over, I'll, I'll fast. I'll start fasting and get more time in the Lord. Start praising the Lord. Start getting in His presence stronger, right? I mean, that's how I do it. That's how I just keep it in check. Now look at verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God, okay? Now, one of the things I want to do right now, I started out talking about how the Lord positions you so that he wants you here for a certain place in a certain time, right? And then the Holy Spirit begins to start leading you, and he begins to start guiding you, okay? And as you're going there, and as you're just trusting him and following you, he comes to this point right here. All right, here's something that I want to do tonight. All right, we got the... If I could get Aaliyah, Dolores, let's see, Tony, and Stephen, can I get you guys to stand? All right, this is, this is the church's Ezra team, okay? These guys take turns with me and go into city council, okay? And we sit there and we listen to city council. And as they come up with issues of the city, we see which ones the Holy Spirit want us to pray about and want to do about, okay? We have a police chief, okay? Now, little did I know that the Holy Spirit was setting up a friendship and a relationship with me with the police chief, okay? Five years ago, Pastor Justin asked me if I'd go out and do Kappa, okay? His desire was for the community. So I went ahead and I went out with Kappa, okay? And as I went out with Kappa, I began to make friends with the police officers, okay? And begin to pray with the police officers. And I began to meet young lieutenants and also young officers, right, who are now in command positions, okay? Well, this new police chief we got, they tried to fire him. We had members of the community, even members on the police chief's advisory board, try to get him fired, okay, because of issues that were happening in the city. And now I heard this from the Holy Spirit when I was getting ready for this tonight. Don't you badmouth our chief. I'm going to say that right now. I heard it from the Holy Spirit. You heard Pastor Justin praying for the community and the community leaders right today. Don't you badmouth them. Holy Spirit says, I don't appreciate when people badmouth my officers and say they're racist and say they're all evil because they're not. Only a small, minute, less than .0001% of officers have some problems that they need to get fixed, okay? But these guys did something. The chief wanted to pass. He, he wanted to do a new leadership thing in Fort Worth, okay? So he needed to make six new positions. And what he did was, as he took six officers, promoted them into a, a captain, and then he put them out over the city, all right? Because he's got a vision for the city that he wants to do to change things, okay? Boy, don't you know half the police got mad at him, half of the people on the police force, don't you know the city didn't like it, Right? I'm telling you, everybody's against this chief because he fired all his senior leaders and he put new leaders in place that was going to do what he wanted to do, right? 
Wouldn't you do that? Okay. Instead of having people moaning and groaning and griping about the problem, he wanted people that could see to fix the problem, right? So he hired him and got him in there. Well, he needed to get the city to, to, to uh, pass it. Well, last night at city council, they voted for it, okay? Amen. Now, we had one of our members there. Aliyah was there last night. We had other church members that we're friends with from other communities. I mean, from the other parts of the community, they were there, okay? And they voted for the chief and for his new proposal, all right? And we all sent in text messages. Well, not a text message. We went online, and we talked to our councilman and sent him a message saying we are for it, right? So they are just inundated with everybody from the community saying they're for it, and they passed it last night. Now, here's the beauty of you guys. You can go ahead and sit down. Well, wait, before they sit down, I just want to say a prayer over the Ezra team. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for the Ezra team. You, you formed these individuals, Father, to look over the community as far as city council go, to pray for the city council, to look at issues, to work with the city council, to work for issues in the city, and they're doing it in Jesus' name. And we're seeing the results of it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. Go ahead and sit down. See, here's the beauty of it. <clears throat> one of the officers that got selected, okay, was one that I became good friends with about three years ago, two or three years ago, when they were a lieutenant, okay? And I began to pray with them every time I went out. I used to go out like twice a week when I rode out with Kappa. And uh, a friendship developed. And so this individual began to call me over and over again, and we began to pray about a number of things. And we were in staff prayer one time at JSMI, last year. And as we're praying, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to text this individual and tell him the Lord's going to promote him. Okay. Yes, sir, Lord. And I text him, the Lord's going to promote you. Right. Remember, the Lord's got a position that he wants to get filled for a certain time. So he's leading this individual. Well, this individual took the captain's test, but didn't score as well as the others. Right. So all these other people got advanced, but they all got, most of them got fired. Right. So now this individual's promoted and now is in that one of those command positions. Where I'm going with this is, is God made a position for that individual. Yeah. That position did not exist. And there's some of you in here right now, here right now, and the Holy Spirit told me, he is going to create a position that never existed. And you're going to be put in that position. That's what favor does. It creates positions and puts you in it. And that's what that individual did. Now, before I went to Guatemala last year, there was another officer. His friends all made corporal. He scored high enough to make corporal, but he didn't get selected because there was only so many that could get picked. And he was about two or three. He was three down from the cutoff line to get picked. So he's all sad. Now, we've been talking about favor, right? That's what this church preaches, favor, right? So I speak to him about favor. This is being led by the Holy Spirit, folks, okay? All of this is being an inside-out person, okay? Holy Spirit telling you to ride out. Holy Spirit telling you who to go out with. Holy Spirit telling you what to say when you're in those situations. So I prayed with them, and out of my mouth came, and Lord, even if you have to make a position, make it. Well, don't you know this new police chief wanted to make four new positions, and he needed four new officers, okay? So he was one that got selected. So I came back from Guatemala, right? And I rode out with him, and he just got the biggest grin on his face. And I go, what, man, what? He won't say it, right? And finally he says it. He says, I made corporal. In fact, he drove me with him to go fill out all the paperwork. I got to go with him to fill out the paperwork and all the stuff he needed to do to get it. I mean, is that what a reward from the Holy Spirit? To actually get to drive with that officer. And now he's a, he's a detective. Now, I, I, Folks, if we learn to be inside-out people, we're going to meet the vision that Pastor Justin had, that Dr. Savell had for this community. 
we're going to go out and we're going to change things. I was asking the Lord for African-American leaders. And we've got some African-American leaders in here right now that are making a difference in the community. Because some of the African-American leaders in here, they were, being, they were being led by the flesh. And that's the best way I'll say it. And so what we do now is I've got, we have Tony Jordan, we have Stephen Baldwin, along with me, sitting on the chief's board. We actually sit on the board for the chief. So we're the eyes for him and the voice for him from the community. And then we're his eyes and his voice to give to the community. That's just one of the things we're doing here. And that's why I want to say, this is why it's so important to be led by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so important. So don't think for one second, God's not going to use you. God's not going to lead you because we're going to be governed by life and peace. And that's what we got to do. We just got to learn to be governed by life and peace. And that's what it's about. And um, Romans chapter 8 is a good chapter to go over. And um, I just, just want to hear from the Holy Spirit what he wants to do. Um, yeah, it did come out. The Lord's going to open up some positions here. He's going to create positions. If you'll just stay listening to him and be guided by peace, okay? Guided by peace. Because if it's not righteousness, if it's not peace, and one of the big things I'm working on, if it's not joy, then it ain't the Holy Ghost. And that's not how the kingdom of heaven operates, right? And so... I just want to thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus right now. Because in the name of Jesus, as I was praying this morning, Father, as I was praying, you said it so clearly to me in the name of Jesus, that you want to promote, that you are creating jobs, you are creating openings, you are creating positions in this community. And you are setting people in this community. You are setting people in this community to be a voice There's going to be a boldness, too. Not stupidity, not spookiness, but a boldness to just hear the voice of the Lord. Right words at the right time. Hallelujah. Right words at the right time. Seizing opportunities, seizing moments in Jesus' name. That's what I heard so much in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. Life and peace, folks. Life and peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Life and peace. Be led by peace. When that situation comes, be led by peace. Remember the first words that you speak. Make it a kingdom word. Now, all right, it's 8.05. Oh, Holy Spirit reminded me of this. Let's go to Psalms 113. You got to see this. Because the Holy Spirit said he's going to open up positions. He's going to put you in places of authority. He's going to put you in places of promotion. Well, where is that in the word, Brother Joseph? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Psalms 113. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Get excited, because I sure did when I was reading it. I'm going to go through it. Praise you, Lord, in verse 1. Praise you, servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's what we were doing in praise and worship. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus, right from this time forth and forevermore. Now look at verse 3. What does the sun do? It rises. What does it do to darkness? glory. It scatters it, right? From the rising of the sun. Where is it seated? At high noon. I always like the word high noon. Where's the sun at during noontime? It's in its highest position in the sky. Is there anything higher than the sun in the sky? No. What's it doing? It's looking down on everything and it's shining its light on everything, right? So from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Look at verse four. The Lord is high above all nations, above all things. 
His glory is above the heavens. Who are we seated with? Jesus. Where are we seated then? In heavenly places. Oh, getting excited? I sure am when I read this. Who is like unto the Lord our God? Who dwelleth on high? Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? He what? He raises up what? The poor out of the dust. I'm telling you, promotion is coming. God has a plan and a purpose for you. Promotion is coming. I always like telling the kids when I'm in the prison, man, if God tells you to start flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, it's because one day you're going to own that McDonald's, then you're going to own two McDonald's, then the corporation's going to ask you to work for McDonald's, you're going to be a six-digit figure executive at McDonald's, and then when you turn 60, year old, 60 years old, he's going to ask you to run for mayor or ask you to run for senator. And he's going to make you a senator one day, and it all started by flipping a burger. He takes you right from the poor out of the dust, and he lifts the needy out of the dunghill, right? Now look at this. Look at verse 8. So that he may set him with who? The princes. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. What's on God's mind? What's on his mind for you? And, and if we're led by life and peace, where do you think he's going to take us, right? Even the princes of this people. <laughs> Look at this. He makes the barren women to keep house. You talk about... <laughs> Anybody here want babies? Anyone here want kids? Amen. There you go. Here's the scripture for you right here. Of course, we can use this for other things too, but, and to be joyful mother of children, praise you to the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit had me, he wanted me to say that to you tonight, right? He wanted me to tell you that, that he makes positions, right? He opens up doors. He makes things, okay? It's never too late. God is positioning you. And if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit, and if you be led by him, right, you'll have fun along the way. I heard Brother Copeland say one time, if he tells you to just take the trash out for the church, it's because you're going to have an, interse- an interceding translation, Holy Ghost, good time, while you're taking it to the, to the dumpster. No, I, I, I talked to the Lord about that when I was doing the trash over here. Amen. You know, so, but he was leading me in places. He was setting things up for me. And I'm just so grateful because I didn't realize five years ago when Pastor Justin came to me, that the Lord had something he wanted to do in the community. And because I did it, the Lord was able to do that. And now we've got people in this church already now starting to do things. I'm just excited for us. Aren't you? Aren't you excited for what the Lord's going to do with us? So, th- so thank you, Pastor Justin. And thanks, everybody, for listening and allowing me to take this opportunity just to share some things.